Welcome to the Property Nomads podcast. Uh, delighted to be joined by Mark Champ, Wolf Financial. Uh, Mark, of course, recently contributed to Property FAQs, which is out and about. Go and grab it on Amazon. It's been out for a week now. Uh, yeah, thank you everyone for your feedback uh, on the book. It's been a yeah, big success, and of course, we couldn't have done it without Mark's fantastic input with the questions at the end. So, uh, Mark, uh, you're in France, I believe, but uh, yeah, thank you for your contribution for the book and uh, uh, bonjour. Bonjour, ça va? Ça va bien, ça va bien. Excellent. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on. Yeah, like you said, I'm in uh, Cannes at the moment. We are at the Midim Property Festival. Um, and for those uh, who don't know what that is, it's, uh, it's a festival that happens every year, other than in, in lockdown, where the property world uh, descend on the south of France and there's a lot of networking, um, meet new lenders, new meet uh, solicitors, accountants, everybody in the world of property. And uh, it's just refreshing acquaintances and, and making new ones. So it's very good. Yeah, networking is important. So happy days. Uh, so we'll, we'll crack on. Um, not really a lot to report this month. But I know that from what well, I say that from the previous month, of course, uh, you know, Russia's done what Russia's decided to do. Um, have you seen an impact in terms of uh, the mortgage markets, the lenders um, overreacting to it. What, what, what's uh, what's the deal at the moment? If anything, um, it's it's had a, it's a bit of a strange effect because what we were expecting was a rate rise, and we were talking about rate rises in previous uh, editions of this. But what we see now is inflation has is obviously going up as we've seen, and I think they're they're now expecting a peak in uh, October November time rather than. Uh, April, May. So that, that's changed slightly. And would we see a rate rise? And it's, it's a good question because with all these material costs going up so much um, and energy prices increasing because the, 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 the supply could potentially be damaged, even though I think we only get something like 4% from, from Russia, um, household bills are going up. So to increase people's mortgage payments is going to be a, like a double whammy. So I, I don't think I think it'll be uh, held back a little bit. Hopefully, the world will calm itself down, and hopefully, we'll be able to um, uh, keep rates uh, uh, lower for a little bit longer. Well, let's see what happens. Like I said, we'll go back to our predictions at the end of the year anyway. Uh, we, ha- we had some great feedback from the episode with um, it's Andy from, from Lendinvest. Um, in terms of, sorry to put you on the spot with this, uh, but in terms of everything that's going on in, in Russia, Ukraine, etc., I've been reading there's a bit a bit of an impact on ESG and, and that philosophy. Um, have you seen any reaction from lenders with regards to green lending at all, or is that something to deal with later on in the year? Um, we've not seen a reaction. I think um, already in place was uh, an initiative to force the the green lending into the customers' mindsets, and with the, the changes that need to happen by 2025, I think it is. Um, they, they're very much bringing it to the fore now to prepare people. And you are seeing discounts on rates uh, for those that are um, classed as green homes. Um, and I think that will just be ramped up in time. I, you know, I, I think the green issue gets pushed further forward by the Russia problem. Um, but have lenders actually done anything different? Probably not. I think it was already part of their, their plans. Um, so... Yeah, I don't think it's made a, a massive difference. Um, but, yeah, it's just on the fore of everybody's mind. 
Okay, perfect. On the radar, not an issue. I'm sure, again, that's a subject we'll, we'll touch upon moving forward. Uh, the only thing I've sort of got from my end, uh, appreciate it might be a bit quick episode, uh, this one. The only thing I've got from my end is uh, having a look around property groups and whatnot online. It seems that um, a few people are not overly happy with values at the moment. A couple, quite a few people saying that there's been quite a few down valuations. Is that just people erring on the side of caution? Has that got anything to do with events in Eastern Europe? Uh, any any thoughts on that? So the question is, what is a down valuation? Is it that a property investor, purchase or whatever, have overestimated it? Or is it that the value has gone, do you know what, I really want to penalise these people and uh, mm. put a down value on it? So it's, it's a very uh, difficult thing to quantify what is a down valuation. We... So I was talking to a lender um, only start of last week, it was, and they were saying before they even look at any transaction, they look at comparables online. And they are able to see what's going to be overestimated straight away. And it, it's, it's, it's obvious. So, yes, we do see down valuations, but are they actual down valuations? In some circumstances, yes. In most circumstances, no. Uh, because the comparables put forward by the lenders, not by the lenders, sorry, by the valuers, usually are able to justify their their findings. And if you think at the moment, the, the market was so hot last year, especially up to the, you know, the stamp duty holiday ending, it has to relax a little bit. You can't keep going up and up and up and up at a rapid rate. So people thinking, oh, you know, you're going to get 10% growth every year on your, your property. It doesn't happen like that. And maybe the the the, the values that were, you know, that are feeding through now on net house prices and so forth, they're probably from pre-stamp duty holiday or when the stamp duty holiday happened. So they're slightly inflated, I think. So, yeah, there will be down valuations, but I think more often than not, it's an overestimation or looking at the wrong data in the first place. That, that good, good way of looking at it. I hadn't actually considered the, the other aspects of that. A very good point well made. Just goes to show, do your homework, do your due diligence. It's important. But finally... Uh, the something that you and I have discussed sort of off record, but I think it might be quite useful for people that are getting into this field of work, MES Finance. So just a very brief snapshot of it. What is it? How does it work? Uh, and how can more financial help on, in, in that regard? People think of MES Finance as an exotic product, and it isn't. It's very bog standard, boring, uh, but it does have a, a, a use, a very good use. And um, but only in the right hands, I would say. So if you can imagine it, it's just like a second charge, really. You you borrow your first charge, but then the, the second charge is the MES lending. So if you're doing a development, the MES just sits behind your normal lender and just gives you a little top-up. And that little top-up, because it's higher up the risk curve, it's the one, the bit that would default the first, and it's the bit that would be attacked the first, you have to price it as such. So instead of saying paying like, you know, 0.7 or whatever for 1%, up to 1% for your refurb or development loan, you're going to be paying nearer 2% per month for that part of it. So it's, in essence, a second charge in the, in the development world. 
uh, and it's really quite simple, um, but it's really important. Two things. One, to find the right lender to work with who will, one, allow a second charge or a mes behind it. Or the other thing to, to bear in mind is you need to understand that you're borrowing a hell of a lot compared to the value of your property. And if anything goes wrong, you haven't got much wiggle room. And they're going to be, you know, they'll work with you if you get the right lender. It's important to pick the right lender, not over-borrow, and make sure that you've got enough assets and uh, funds in the background to be able to cope with any fluctuations, because it can happen pretty quickly up that end of the risk curve. And that's, that's why it's imperative to pretty much work with the same broker on both looking at first charge lending and, and MES finance. Is that correct? Yeah, you, you, you can do that, yeah. There's MES lenders who work um, well with certain le uh, first charge lenders and a broker can pick that out for you and pair them up. So you can even just go to a broker, they'll find the first charge lender and the first charge lender may have preferred suppliers of the MES that they like working with. Because it's the, the actual the legalities that lock the first charge and the MES lender together can be quite difficult because all the wording has to be agreed and who sits where in the priority order, what the triggers are to uh, kick in a default, all that sort of thing. It, it, when there's two lenders on it, it becomes a more complex deal, hence the pricing, and it's very um, difficult on the legal side to make, you know, to make sure you know who's ranking where if anything were to happen. So getting a lender who's experienced dealing with MES behind them is important and a broker would be a great place to start to, to find that partnership. Perfect stuff. Well, I appreciate that. And uh, again, for people out there that are looking to do that sort of thing, we always recommend have a chat with Mark. Uh, your details, of course, are on the show notes as they always are. Um, well, Mark, uh, nothing else on my end. Anything else of importance your end at all? Well, we, I know you uh, put this uh, podcast out to thousands of people and we want questions. So we want to answer the, the questions of your, your listeners um, and hopefully we, we can answer them and feature them on, on our social media and make sure that we're providing the content that people want to hear. So really welcome questions coming in. Um, we would love to answer them for you. Perfect. Well, I'd recommend call to action. I'll send them across. Or I would send them across to Mark or do send them across to myself. You know, again, you know, we're here to help and here to serve you. Uh, Mark, thank you very much for that uh, introduction to Mess Finance. Uh, look forward to the next time we record this. I'll be in Mexico, so my background will be uh, equally as good as yours at the moment with C and. I wonder where I'll be. When, when's the when's the next one recorded? Probably towards the end of April, so I'll be in Mexico City. All right, I'll find somewhere. <laughs> we'll have a competition for those on video. We'll have a competition. See who's got a better Excellent. background. Mark, enjoy France. Uh, catch up uh, next month. Thank you very much. <laughs>